Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, just like every Saturday, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, that's me. I'm back. And Micah. Oh, man, that was, what a great episode, guys. I'm really happy. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Somebody forgot to rewind the tape. <laughs> They're back from their baby vacation. It's not really a vacation because it's just there forever. <laughs> it feels Birthing like I've been up, like, partying all night long for several <laughs> nights in a row. For the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> so sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2014 American found footage horror anthology film <gasps> VHS Viral. Mayhem goes viral. What a terrible tagline. Next, we need TikTokers taking VHSs and going, yo, look at this ancient technology that I found. Let's see what's on it. <laughs> Should have been like, do it for the, ah, damn, I was like, do it for the gram. I was going to change it up for something. I feel like 2014 uh, was too early to really commit to the viral idea. Right. It needed to wait another like six years. Yeah, if they did it now, it, it would make so much right, sense. New, new tagline, a movie ahead of its time. Honestly, it kind of is uh, a lot of. We'll talk about this. Stop pretending it's <laughs> about that. I was about to say the stuff that I had planned in my head early, but anyway, hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 284 of this illustrious podcast, and it's chapter one in anthology horror. It's 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 my favorite, y'all. It's my favorite. So I avoided a certain movie for a very long time. I showed my wife and my really, really, really good friends one of my favorite series of all time. Not Hatchet, not Grave Encounters. I showed them VHS, that awesome, awesome series that we talked about in episode 29 of this podcast, me and Terrell. But I love that series, and we watched the first VHS and the second one, and then we just jumped ahead. (laughs) And we skipped the third one for a reason of, I didn't think it was that good. It's I thought it was the weakest one out of them. But now I've realized that it's not my place to force my opinions on my friends. And they should check out things and form their own opinions about it. So, yes, but we also we also dragged it out of you because you said, "No, we're going to skip this. We're going to skip this." And I said, "Nay, nay, good sir. Let's do it." <laughs> so, we are going back. We're going back in time, and we're reviewing the third VHS film. So, for the uninitiated, VHS, it's an anthology series. What's an anthology, Otis? It's multiple short stories done by really good directors and sometimes they connect sometimes they don't but there is a frame narrative a overall overarching story that moderately connects to them Uh, sometimes they don't Uh, these stories don't really connect at all 
and honestly, a lot of the VHS's stories, they really don't connect at all. It's just weird, scary stories, weird, sometimes just straight up weird stories, and that's it. So the, the VHS series is all about the found footage angle to them. Usually anthologies can just be, oh, Katie's getting chased by a monster. But if it's a VHS anthology story, Katie's carrying a camera with her and she's running and you can see kind of see the monster on the camera. So that's their claim to fame. And I absolutely love me some found footage if it's done the right way. So with VHS viral, we get one less story than usual and a overarching story that seems to actually dip back to the first two movies and actually kind of closes out the story, the trilogy of VHSs. So while we see a man chasing down a truck with his girlfriend in tow and watching all of Los Angeles fall apart, we get a story about a, a crazy magician that is just killing people. And we get a story about a, I don't know, scientist in his home that makes a door to a parallel world and skaters that go to Mexico and they deal with a ritual and a cult. <laughs> so, Katie, what did you think about VHS Viral? I wish we would have skipped it. I was happy when we skipped it before. Like, I get why you didn't want to show us this movie. It, this is, it's not great, guys. <laughs> It's not just like you could skip it, <laughs> Emma. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just kind of a movie. Uh, I felt some kind of way about the uh, scientific portal. <laughs> that was really special. But yeah, it uh, it it did indeed uh, get released as a movie. Yes, it did, Micah. I liked it. <laughs> no I liked surprised. this one a lot more than I thought it was going to. I don't know. I always seem to do that. I always I'm like the uh, the the false hype antithesis. I guess. <laughs> like I always seem to sit there and like kind of search scratch my brain and go, why why did everybody think this was so bad? There was one that was really really <laughs> fucking out there. But uh, Otis and I talked about this the other day, but we'll, and, I'll, and I'll talk about it later when we get to the talking about each of the scenes, but um, <laughs> it got out there, but then really delivered on the ending. So yeah. it, I don't know, it, it had, it had its moments and, and some moments that were just drawn out so, so long, <laughs> but no, I liked it i don't know otis like i painted this picture of it just being like really just thrown together and sloppy and and a mess but as far as vhs movies go it definitely didn't have the i don't know i don't want to say big budget but the obvious it was obviously a much smaller budget than the uh what was it the newest one was 89 and 94 i think 94 well, no 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 what was yeah, what was the newest VHS movie? I think it was ninety nine. Was I'm getting the numbers all mixed up. It was the nineties one, right? Yeah, yeah, the one with the 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 end one with the robot and stuff like that. That was the one before. Uh, ninety nine was the one where um they go to that yeah. portal and they're in hell. Ninety nine is the current one. Yeah, and they're trying to get back, and they're just in hell, running away from all the monsters and stuff. There's a new yeah. one coming out this year. There's another one. Yay! Let's go. VHS. <laughs> 85 
Ooh, they're going back. There's a VHS 23 set to come out in 2023. Oh, the one I that's showing for me is uh my 85 that's coming out this year. Yeah, they can just keep doing it. So I it, it's funny. I've always poo-pooed on VHS Viral, the third VHS movie. I still enjoy it to an extent because it has one of my favorite stories of all time in it, and that's Parallel Monsters. I remember the first time Terrell and I sat down and we watched it and just our grumblings, even from the beginning, when we see this man making a fucking portal to an alternate reality in his basement, I'm like, what the fuck? And then it just, our what the fucks just got louder after that. And then there was a penultimate moment where we go, oh shit. And it was great. We were laughing and we were just like, "I what is this? And it's still one of my favorites, just like Safe Haven. That's why I still remember the name of some of these short stories. When that dude's running from that cult and that giant like minotaur monster is chasing him down the street. I love that story. This is one of those ones. It's just weird. It's weird and just out there. So I always had to kind of give a little bit of love to Viral because it has one of my favorite stories in it. Just kind of trapped in there. But as a whole, it's weird. But now with the hindsight of more VHS stories and not, and not having this be the last one. So I think a lot of people, when we just had the three, with this one being the possible final VHS movie, then absolutely it was a letdown. And we were very sad because we're like, fuck, if that's going to be the last one ever, I'm disappointed. But then we got two more and it's like, it's not really that bad because they keep going. It's like in a series of a show, if a show goes long enough, at least six, seven seasons, there's always going to be a, a, a season where maybe nothing really happens. And it's just a lull before they build up to an awesome season. Some of my favorite shows have seasons where like, damn, they did nothing in this season. It was still cool. It wasn't the worst, but it's just nothing really happened. They just spun their wheels for a little bit. Viral kind of feels like that. They, I don't know if they really knew what they were doing, but they kind of retconned some things for the next one. They went back a couple of years. So I guess they didn't really like where they were going with this idea. So they just changed it. But as a whole, Viral isn't that bad. Is it the worst one out of the five? Probably. To me, yes. It still has one of my favorite stories. Uh, like I said, I have to love it a little bit. It's that weird little weird little gremlin thing in the corner. You got to love it a little bit, but it's still going to be there. you know. <laughs> so what we'll do, uh, we'll talk about all the stories, and then I'll ask everybody their favorite and least favorite story. And so there's only four choices, so no. <laughs> choose wisely. One thing that I wanted to bring up before we got into this is some of the names of the directors of these stories. So the Dante the Great, the one about the magician, it was directed and written by Greg Bishop. That name doesn't really ring a bell to anybody, but he actually directed the movie Siren, which was based off of Amateur Night from the first VHS with the succubus when she was ripping people's dicks off in the hotel room. He was the one that directed the movie. And then Bone Storm was done by Justin Benson and Aaron Scott Moorhead. Now, I know there's someone out there like, oh, shit, did they really do this? Yes. So Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, they are a duo that do tons of movies together. And they it's all sci-fi horror with them. 
uh, resolution spring the endless we will absolutely do the endless one day it is science fiction as fuck i've been told but it is very scary and it's them heading back to a cult because they actually escaped from it but they get a call that they need to come back and they meet a god or something in the sky that really wants them to stay at the cult uh, I've been told it's a really good movie, <laughs> but they've done tons of stories and they have new movies coming up right now. And they've actually directed two episodes of Moon Knight, the second and fourth episode of that awesome, awesome show. So these directors, you know, this was close to one of the first things that they did. So it's like I said, it's always really cool to see some of these directors of VHS fame get a start. It's really cool. So our story starts with the frame narrative and it's actually it has a name it's called vicious circles because the van it is constantly doing circles all around los angeles so we see kevin he is a uh, videographer he is constantly recording things on his camera sounds like a lot of people now and so at the beginning his girlfriend iris she's actually excited she likes that he is recording everything because she says that she knows that he loves her because he records everything. He records her. But then, as you see, little by little, she starts to get annoyed and actually concerned with his obsession of filming her and just everything around him. And so he, we find out, not off of like legit words, but there's a scene where he is fussing with somebody in the other room and he comes into the room with a bloody nose and he lives with his grandmother so somebody is swinging and fighting in this house so we see one night a high-speed pursuit of an ice cream truck it's getting close to his neighborhood and it happens i think even back in the day if there's any type of high-speed chase or accident anything on the road that's exciting people will come outside and look for it. If you're in a car, they'll slow down and look for it. It's just how people are. And so Kevin gets super excited because there might be a chance that he can make a viral video. So even in 2014, they were pushing for the idea of people doing anything to make a viral video. Now, if you think about the 2020s and covid times, there were tons of videos of people doing really, really, really dumb stuff, but getting notoriety for it. You remember when people were licking Bluebell ice cream, just opening it up and licking it? Yeah, and then people got arrested for a long time. There were tons of things. Remember when people were walking on milk crates, trying to get to the top and walk back down for some fucking reason and then falling on our heads? Yes. So just the allure of being in a viral video is a well-known phenomena right now so it's cool that in 2014 they were pushing for this i thought that was a really cool idea and just like katie said if they this movie if this wasn't the third one if this was like maybe the sixth movie it would hit so much harder because kids go outside right now not even kids everybody not everybody but a lot of people will put their phone up if something's happening i've been to concerts where people just have their phones up and they record the concert and they don't go back and look at the video they just think that they need to save it for some reason they got to put it on live so everyone knows that they were there yeah even though the sound is washed and the video is bad too it's just something you got to do 
So he runs outside because he is trying his best to get a viral video. And there are cops all on the streets because they're trying to make sure people don't go out and get hit by a car. Well, I think the funniest thing was as the chase was happening outside of his window, it was the slowest (laughs) chase ever. (laughs) It drove by so slow. Well, I think even if cops are chasing somebody if they're going like five i think the cops also go five because they just don't want to like agitate the driver they can't they, they have to do everything they can to prevent you know that's why they, they can't like hang their gun out the window and shoot at the car you know <laughs> <laughs> Slow the fuck down. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> please go inside your homes i'm about to shoot this car so we see that the cop gets absolutely destroyed by the ice cream truck and he's recording he's like holy shit an arm just plops in front of him also his girlfriend iris gets a call on her phone and her eyes just kind of flutter and get weird and she heads outside and she somehow gets snatched into the truck and so now kevin begins his pursuit of this ice cream truck as it scoots around los angeles causing mayhem wherever it goes and so we get the first segment and it is called dante the great and so this story is actually framed like a investigative documentary it's once again something that's happens a lot more now like netflix with the tiger king it it feels like that and i thought that was a really cool idea damn this movie should have came out a couple of years later fuck i would have so much more appreciation for it well the problem is that they try to make all of these like be from the 90s be older and it just doesn't work with like specifically this outer story, like where everything's going viral and everyone's on their phones. Like, come on, guys, just make it put you could have pushed it into the future and been like, oh, this is what where we're headed in society, which I guess is what they were trying to say. It I didn't suppose. really work in 2014. Like, I don't know, especially being on a VHS, like, yeah, the whole I- concept of it being on a VHS is like. You ruined it. Yeah, that's why I said if you just pushed early later, but then yeah, VHS is that's that's the dodo right now. So we see that from interviews of magic experts, theater critics, and law enforcement, we get the the story, the begin, the beginning, and the eventual fall question mark of Dante the Great. So he is a a trailer park resident. And a very shitty, shitty magician. And so we see his beginnings. And we see that he discovers a cloak. And they say that it was once owned by Harry Houdini. And Harry Houdini gave up the cloak because it scared him. And the magic it did was real magic. And not like, I got an extra bird in my my sleeve. It's, I grabbed this bird from miles away and pulled it through a fucking, I don't know, dimension door. And brought it to my hand like oh shit that's for real magic <laughs> so john or dante later dante discovers that the cloak actually gives him powers and so he takes on the name dante the great and he uses his abilities to perform and become like awesome like mind freak uh, david copperfield uh what's what's old dude the weird one that used to do street magic david blaine david blaine chris, <laughs> chris angel chris angel yeah chris angel's the mind freak mind david blaine's freak. the one with the like yeah. orange soda oh yeah 
Yeah, what Chris the? Angel was the super tight pants and the the makeup for days in the bangles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, David Blaine? What the fuck? <laughs> he kept screwing with those those two guys. Where the fuck is my orange soda, David Blaine? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Why is there a car on the roof? That video is Blaine, so the fucking car on good. The roof? And he like goes pee and he just pisses orange soda. He's yep. like, what the fuck, David Blaine? <laughs> and I love that he just looks at the camera and like as it pans around him. <laughs> what the fuck, David just Blaine? Just bugs his eyes out and like looks at the One camera. One of the best videos. It's very funny. What yeah. a great viral video that isn't this fucking movie. <laughs> so we see from, I guess, trial tapes that Dante starts doing magic. And then he understands that uh, the cape starts not working and he gets kind of confused. And then from some voices from behind him, he starts looking around. It's the cape talking to him. It tells him that it needs it needs blood must be fresh <laughs> and it it needs human sacrifices to keep on doing this sweet ass magic so at the beginning he sacrificed one of the bunnies that he used and then he starts shooting fire out of the cape and then he lights up a warehouse because he didn't know what he was doing but then later he starts hiring female assistants and then he starts letting the cloak eat them and dante is a weird guy he's a, a, i guess a voyeur I suppose. And he likes recording all of these things, not for our just comfort, but he's just like, this cape eats people. Holy shit, look at this video. <laughs> and so now he has all this evidence against him. So we see that Scarlet is his newest assistant. And from, like I said, tapes, we see that she has a very shitty boyfriend named Clay, and he is very abusive. And Dante witnesses some of this abuse firsthand and they become very close and scarlet says we weren't dating or anything we're just really 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 good friends dante actually teaches her some magic which doesn't make sense so i guess he can like give magic to people because she like wiggled her fingers and his hands tied up and i was like that so you have magic because you're close to him or like he allowed the cape to give you powers so like I said, I have questions, but I shouldn't think that hard about this story. So we see that Dante just pulls Clay out of his cape from wherever the fuck he was. He's probably eating a sandwich in his home and just got yanked through and then just breaks all his limbs and kills him and then lets the cape eat him. And so Scarlet finds all the tapes of all the people that Dante's killed and she gives it to the police. And so it's really funny. The SWAT team comes in while Dante is doing a, uh, I guess, an intro for the documentary. Uh, fun fact, the director of the documentary that's sitting talking to him is the director of the movie. So they just put him in real quick. So we see that he's talking. He's like, no one's ever going to figure out how I do magic because this shit is real magic. And while they're talking, the SWAT team comes in and they actually arrest him really quick and so he just allows himself to be snatched and then while scarlet is talking to a cop in an interrogation room she tells them that he is very dangerous and this is like real magic and the cop's like this isn't real magic he's like doing stuff like he's just doing cg or something that's all you see we see dante 
allows himself to be taken to the cop car. And then he's like, well, time for the show to start. He instantly poops out of the back of the cop car. And the cop that is driving the car, his hands are handcuffed to the steering wheel. And then Dante's just outside doing his David Blaine street magic face. And then he proceeds to scuttle back inside of the warehouse. And then Scarlet is talking to the cop. And then she just gets grabbed and pulled into nowhere. And the cop's like, magic isn't real, honey. And then whoop. And she just disappears right in front of the man and gets poofed in front of Dante. And Dante's very mad at her because he, she is ruining everything. And now he has to fight the cops. And the SWAT team comes in and he proceeds to magic his way out of a gunfight with cops. It's ridiculous. He grabs one cop and controls his body like it's fucking Jedi Survivor and shoots the other cops with it. Sets one guy on fire, throws one guy at just a bed of swords. And then he gets shot and he goes down to one knee. Oh man, the cops are going to kill him. What the fuck? He switched places with one of the cops and the cops shoot the cop. And then he shoots the other cop. And then he does this like, ta-da. Like, ta-da and it's all like lazy. It's like, hey. It was pretty legit. If I saw that, I'd be like, that was awesome. Otis, I, I love you even more for your analogy just now with the pulled that cop up in the air and started making him shoot like he's a Jedi survivor. <laughs> yeah, he force pulled him and it was like, yeah, shoot your friends. <laughs> so at this point, Scarlet realizes that she has to fight for her life because Dante's like, well, I used a lot of a lot, a lot of energy to kill all these cops and stuff, and I probably have to scuttle away now. So yeah, you need to get eaten by the, the cape. And so they have themselves a magic fight and they are walking up the walls and making birds appear. And then Dante gets the upper hand because he's used the cape more than Scarlet. And he is summoning the cape to eat Scarlet. And then Scarlet does the little 23 skidoo and makes the ropes tie around Dante's hands and feet. And he gets dragged into the cape and eaten. So I don't know if this is a Harry Potter situation, but now she owns the cape. And she's like, I don't want this shit. And so she proceeds to burn the cloak. And later on, when she gets home, she finds it in her house. And she walks up to it. And a pair of arms just reach out and snatch her up. So I I, I guess the cloak was like, oh, she ain't going to do bad stuff. So I'm just going to eat her. So I guess it's just sitting in her home. Hell, I don't know. That's the first story. So we get back to the vicious circles, the frame narrative, and Kevin and the police, they are chasing this ice cream truck all around Los Angeles. And we see a group of teenagers. They're trying to film the chase on a higher bridge. And one of them's like, you guys suck. So I'm going to get a little bit higher and I'm going to get the best angle. See you losers later. And then he just like falls off the bridge and dies. And everybody's like, holy shit. And they start recording his dead body. So like I said, this is this type of world. And I think it's the power of the ice cream truck resonating these videos to people's phones, I suppose. I think that's what we're getting. And so it's just making people worse. They just watch the guy die. And no one was like, oh, my God, he died. They're like, oh, cool. I'm going to record this. So I think it's just making everybody absolutely terrible. So Kevin, he meets up with a group of cyclists and they have to chase down the ice cream truck because one of them gets caught on it. And there's an arm actually holding the guy 
on the back of the truck. That was horrific. And then he proceeds to just have his legs get grinded off like Lit. road rash. No. Oh my no, god. No, when no, the no. when the shoes came off and then the socks oh, oh and god. then the and then the skin and then the feet and I was like Ugh. Yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> I'm never riding a bike again. <laughs> so his legs just get melted off and then one of the feet actually come off and it, it it trips up one of the other cyclists and he just like hits his head on the ground and dies. So Kevin once again is by himself to go save his girlfriend. Next segment. So parallel monsters. So we are in Spain and Alfonso, he is an inventor and he is working on his newest project. It is a door to an alternate reality. That sounds like some Marvel DC shit. Yeah, I don't think they'd make this this comic book story. <laughs> so he promises his wife, Marta, that he's going to come to bed soon. He's just going to do one more trial and just see what's up so he puts in the coordinates and opens the portal and it on the other side it's his basement it's just reverse you know and he sees himself peek around the corner they both chose the same side like the second the door opened they were like Ugh. and they peek over and look at each other and they act the same they look the same and they sound the same and they instantly realize like holy shit it worked. You're an alternate reality me. Like, you're a me from somewhere else. That's fucking cool. And they both look at each other and they decide, like, well, we have to, right? And he's like, yeah. And so they split. They switch sides and they tell each other 20 minutes. 20, oh, 15, I think. But it turns into, like, 20 minutes. 20 minutes on, on each other's sides and we'll see how the world works and then we'll come back and then we'll, I don't know, exchange notes and so our alfonso i'll call him alfonso one and then the other one alfonso i'll give him a name later we'll just say the other alfonso so our alfonso alfonso one tells him hey don't wake up my wife marta uh she's sleeping in the room but like i don't know go eat some cereal do something for like 15 minutes he's like well okay i'll do something (laughs) he doesn't laugh like that if if my alternate reality was like, oh, I'll do something for 15 minutes and laughed like that. I'm like, nah, I'm good. You can come back over here. I don't, I don't like that laugh. That bothered me. My biggest problem with this entire <laughs> concept is that, holy shit, you're another reality me. And your first thing as a scientist wasn't like, let's see what the differences are between our between us. That yeah. wasn't your first thought. It was immediately like, let's go explore the other dimension. No, well, how fast how how fast are your shoes? Can can they out can, are they faster than my shoes? I bet not. But my <laughs> universe are, is faster than you. Yeah. The real question is, are we actually exactly the same? Like, let me look at your hands. Do you have do we each have five fingers? Do you only all right, have two? All right. Like, whip it out. Let's yeah, see. Whip it. it out. Let's see it. I need to see the dingling. Exactly my point. Like, I'm trying to make sure that shit is exactly the same before I go crossing into some random parallel (laughs) dimension. It'd be funny if Katie and I made a door and we were both standing there looking at our alternate realities and the Katie's were like, okay, show me your titties. And we're like, yeah, yeah, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great scientific idea. Yeah, yeah. Pull them out, y'all. Pull them out. We're just like looking. (laughs) Got our cameras out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So... 
Alfonso one, he proceeds to walk up the stairs into this alternate reality's home. So he sees that there are pictures on the wall and there aren't pictures of him and his wife. It's like, like a, uh, uh, what's the word? Like a, like a ritual circle in fire and like a sack. And he looks at this picture knowing that that's really weird and goes, huh, what do you know? Huh? I wonder what that's about. And keeps on walking. walking. Keeps on walking. I'm like, that looks kind of satanic. I don't like it. So he meets up with other Marta and she seems to be getting ready for something. And she says like, oh, I'm surprised you came out of the basement. Uh, Do you want to join us? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Join you for what? uh, She doesn't really say. No, immediately I was like, this wife is hosting a gangbang while her husband is just in the basement doing his science experiments girl what the fuck so we see two men and they are in the house uh in shirtless i think they had pants on yeah but they were shirtless and so they sit down on the couch and there's ritualistic evil porn playing on the tv and then in the middle of the room is a i don't know a stand with a sack of something bloody sitting in the middle of the room. And so Marta's like, well, I know you like to go first, so here you go. And our Alfonso's like, I don't know what to do. And so he, I can tell instantly he's the type of person where you push the confrontation in his face. He just gets quiet, and he got quiet, and he just sat there. And the other guys are like, oh, this is kind of awkward, because he's not doing the thing, so... We're just going to leave. Just call us if you ever want to do the thing. They don't explain what the thing is. And I don't know what it is. So they leave. And so Marta starts to get into an argument with our Alfonso. And she's arguing about just real marriage shit. How, you know, he doesn't appreciate her. And she is trying to get the spark going in their relationship. And he doesn't seem to really be trying. He just cares about that damn experiment in the basement i was like holy shit this she might actually be just a normal fucking wife in this weird world while she is arguing there's a weird sound going off like some blaring noise and lights just going off outside and alfonso keeps turning and she's like can you like talk to me and alfonso's like what is that sound and she's like you know what that sound is and she keeps talking so after like the third time he's like excuse me I will be back and goes outside. He sees a large blimp that has an inverted cross on it. And it's just chanting just demonic words. Uh, Alfonso sees this and instantly he, I know his tummy started hurting. Uh, my tummy would have been hurt. And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> that, that Otis is evil. <laughs> I would have just ran back inside. But before he can run back and in inside, the two guys, the two shirtless guys, they they catch him, and so they're like, "Oh, hey, do you did you did you run out here to stop us? You want to do something freaky in the woods over there?" And he's like, "No, I'm I'm good, I'm good." And then their eyes and mouths turn bright red, and they kind of grab him and drag him into the woods. And one of the guys takes his pants off, and his penis isn't just a penis; it has the look of a turkey, a turkey's head and neck. It has hair, and it has fangs. It, it looks like a dark crystal puppet. Absolutely. Now, now, I just have one question. 
Is is it is that not normal? <laughs> Micah, you know that ain't right. <laughs> penis is just like rah, rah, rah. if a penis is making barking sounds, that ain't good. It ain't good. Hey man, don't judge my penis sounds. <laughs> rah, 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 rah. <laughs> so our Alfonso is absolutely terrified because the penis is barking at him and making sounds. He pulls out his little screwdriver and stabs the penis. Good for you, bud. And leaves his weapon, and we'll see what happens with another screwdriver later. So I have been technically leaving out another part of the story. So other Alfonso, now he has the name of Demon Alfonso, heads into the bedroom with a sleeping Marta and instantly starts taking pictures of her while she's asleep. Katie's was like, ugh and keeps taking pictures and then he whips out his turkey dick and it like screams and marta wakes up and then we don't see what else happens for now so alfonso one runs back inside and marta's like hey were you outside with those guys did you do something freaky to show me on the camera that's pretty hot and she takes off her robe and instead of having just normal boobies she had like a like a venus flytrap body and so her stomach and vagina was just a giant mouth a vertical mouth and so alfonso sees this and socks her right in the face (laughs) he's like i don't like it so he runs back down and makes it to his side right as he sees demon alfonso walking back into the basement covered in blood and he yells at him he's like what'd you do to my wife And they start to fight and demon Alfonso stabs him in his leg with his screwdriver. So it's like, oh, that's where his screwdriver went and makes it back into his universe. Right as demon Marta comes up and says, "Uh, this is fucking abuse. And I, you're not abusing me, you dickhead. And proceeds to eat. Demon Alfonso's head exercising her right in the relationship. Yes. And uses her vagina mouth stomach and eats his head. And as our Alfonso sees this, he presses the button and closes the door. He's like, that was a lot. And as he is on the ground bleeding with a screwdriver in his leg, he screams for Marta's help. And we see Marta kind of pop around the corner covered in blood. So our Marta, she had to have fought this man off. To the point where he's like, that ain't worth it. <laughs> that ain't worth it. So she sees Alfonso and is confused because she just saw him have a scary turkey dick. And she doesn't understand that there's two Alfonsos and proceeds to stab the ever-living shit out of this man. Alfonso is dead. After a really, really fucking wild ride of an episode, that had an absolute banger ending. Yeah. That was a great way to go out. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> so Back to the story with Kevin. Uh, Kevin is trying his best to keep up with the truck and it's just circling this neighborhood. And we see that a group of gangbangers, they have a barbecue because one of their one of their own just got released from prison. And he's a really grumpy guy sitting with his puppy. And then out of nowhere, a pair of tongs gets not tongs, but like uh what like uh like a barbecue fork thing yeah gets stabbed 
into it's the, just a meat fork. Yeah, a meat fork gets stabbed into the head of the puppy. The puppy seemed fine. He wasn't moving or nothing. <laughs> Obviously, they weren't forking a dog's head. But then the guy that just got released from prison, he proceeds to kill everybody at the party. And he looks at the little girl that's recording all of this and says, you need to delete that tape. And while Kevin scoots by on his bike with the ice cream truck in tow, just an explosion goes off like a, a, a gas tank just hits and that whole party goes up in flames. And so we see that L.A. is falling apart because, like I said, everywhere they drive, the truck is just spreading videos. And when people watch these videos, they go crazy. So it's just it's not good stuff. So we yeah. go to our last story called Bone Storm. So Jason and Danny, they are skateboarders in Los Angeles that are doing stunts they're trying to make the most epic skateboarding video ever and so they hired a videographer named taylor and taylor is an asshole and a dummy and he is just putting them in like dangerous situations to so he can get a really cool viral video out of it there's a stunt at the beginning they jump like from one rooftop to another and that's absolutely absurd and that'd be good enough for a tape but you know he needs more and so he's one of the kids is riding down like a street and he's like is it clear And he's like yeah it's clear and a, he, a other guy like hits a truck and could, really could have got fucked up so after getting kicked out of a skate park for fighting and just being just teenagers taylor suggests that they move the film shooting to tijuana because he heard about this awesome skating location they finished the video there Unfortunately, they don't have the money to make the drive to Tijuana, but they find another guy because he has his dad's credit card. And so the four boys drive to Tijuana and they buy a lot of fireworks and they they're drinking and then they start skating at this old like uh, like uh, like a channel or a canal, not a canal. I guess it's a channel that's dried out and so they're doing some really cool skating they see a couple of mysterious people from a distance kind of watching and so one of the boys cuts his hand and bleeds on a big pentagram drawn into the ground the blood starts boiling and then the skaters discover that that woman is back that they met earlier and she's very happy that they have put blood onto this sacred ground because that is summoning their, their the demon that they're trying to bring out. So Taylor, seeing that this very, very beautiful lady is just standing there. He's like, hey, my name's Taylor. Uh, do you want me to like record? Yeah, you want to be in this video? And he puts his hand out to shake her hand and she just rips his arm all the way off. And so Taylor goes down and a group of like cultists start fighting the boys. And so one of the kids has a gun and uh, instantly gets through all the bullets and then they use their skateboards. So now you would think a skateboard, that doesn't seem that dangerous. Otis, you have not hit, been hit with the trucks of a skateboard. Now it's just straight fucking metal and it's really, really heavy. And uh, skateboards are dangerous. If you really want to fight somebody, you can really fuck them up with that. So these guys. You're good until your skateboard breaks in half. Yeah. <laughs> You got two, you got two trucks. <laughs> yeah, you just have very limited range of motion yeah. now at that point. <laughs> the skateboards are kind of long. Yeah, you can get stuff done. So the 
the three boys instantly goes down to two because the kid with the credit card he gets fucked up he's not a he's not fighting so they are skating and fighting and they turn on rap music and they're fighting to the music it's absolutely a mess and so they're using all these weapons they're using fireworks and they're blowing up the skeletons and then they decide like hey we probably need to get the fuck out of here and they start scooting off on their skateboards they have to stop and pull out some of the gore that has been collected in the wheels (laughs) and they start scooting away now we see that at the summoning circle a demon just appears and it actually kills Taylor, the boy that got his arm ripped off, and actually eats him along with the camera. So it, that's it. It was just a story of two guys fighting for their lives in Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the frame narrative and the news they're broadcasting this chase warning that several fires have broken out across the city. So Kevin is still scooting after the truck. He's been just biking for fucking just hours at this point, I suppose. So we move in to a taxi cab. And so we see that this porn director is filming a striptease in the back seat with this young girl. And the young girl's like, do you, do you remember me? And he's like, nah, baby, I don't remember you. I'm, I'm busy. I do this all the time. Eight days a week. That's such a scummy thing to say. And so... She does this striptease and then pulls out a pistol and is like, yeah, you son of a bitch. And he's like, oh, my God, please don't shoot me. And he finally remembers her face. You know, all it takes is a gun in your face. But he put some revenge porn on his website of her. And she's like, time to get revenge, you asshole. How about you get naked? And he's like, oh, and starts taking his pants off. He's like, yeah, how do you like it? He's like, I don't like it. I don't like them apples. I don't like those apples, Wolf. And so as they are fighting in the back seat, she starts getting strangulated and I guess loses the gun. It, it's fine because a police car just destroys that taxi. And yeah, people are dying all around Los Angeles. And so we get the epilogue of this whole story. So at dawn, Kevin has been riding his bike all goddamn night. He catches up to the truck and it's in this empty river basin and there are body parts everywhere on the ground around the truck. Uh, He looks up at the steering wheel and there's just two hands duct taped to the wheel. So it's not even a full body that was driving, I guess. It was just two hands and then probably a foot to press the gas, I guess. I don't know. So as he opens the back of the truck, he finds... All these televisions stacked on each other. Hey, just like the first two VHS movies. And then he sees his girlfriend's face on one of the screens. And his girlfriend tells him that he needs to upload the footage to the world. Like, so I guess it's going to send it to all the news stations and the internet. And so at first, Kevin's like, no, I I don't want to do this. And so Iris, his girlfriend, starts bashing her head against the wall, wherever she is. She's destroying her body. And finally, he says, okay. And he presses the button labeled upload. And so at this point, we actually on the TVs, we see images from the last two movies. So VHS 1 and 2, things pop up. So the overarching idea is if you watch these movies in a certain order, the short stories, it does something to you. In the first movie, 
it made an old man come back from the dead and kill five guys that tried to rob his house in a second movie the guy was making these movies and he like shot his jaw off and it made the detective's girlfriend go crazy and turn into a zombie and get shot in the head and it just makes people crazy and sometimes brings you back from the dead which seems to be the case with iris she was dead this whole time kevin finds her body outside of the van on the other side with a phone stuffed in her mouth and so with Beethoven's Ninth Symphony playing, we see that Kevin is starting to get affected by the videos as he looks into the phone. And we see that Los Angeles is just on fire. Helicopters are spinning out of control and people are dying. And so I guess this was the mission from the beginning of whoever's in charge to spread these movies and take over the world. And so that is VHS Viral. So, Katie, what was your favorite short story in VHS Viral? I liked uh, Bonestrom, the one where the skaters go to Mexico to film that wild shit. Uh, I really liked, like, the two main characters were trash. They were garbage humans. But I really liked the makeup on the cultists. Mm -hmm. The skeleton masks were really fucking cool. And then after they like, quote unquote, killed the cultists and then the cultists came back as like reanimated skeletons. I thought that the CGI and makeup, like the design of those reanimated skeletons was really fucking cool. So that's that's why it was my top. Uh, Micah. Uh, mine's gonna be the turkey penis. Yeah, mostly, parallel mostly, mostly for the ending. Uh, Otis and I talked about this the other day, but I I felt like they got real wild with it because they could basically do whatever. It had a pretty cool setup, you know, just a scientist doing something really cool. And then it gets kind of fucking weird, and then it got really fucking weird, and then just had an amazing twist ending where it was like a really good horror ending. Where it's like he comes back and he's like, okay, uh, you know, there's blood everywhere. So I can only assume the worst for my wife and I can't move because I, I guess one little hole in my leg is <laughs> keeping me from going to see my wife, which I, I don't I don't think anything would keep me from going to see my wife. But um, also yeah. also the, the mental head gymnastics that he's probably suffering from. Oh, yeah. Um, but then she comes out and she's alive and but also where the fuck did she get a knife from when she was in bed like goddamn <laughs> and then just <laughs> to have her the kitchen and then just to have her just lay waste to him at the end was just it was just a really really good way to end a horror story so around the turkey penis bit just a really good horror movie emma yeah i'm gonna have to go with the bonestrom one that was just that was a lot and it just worked. I liked it. So I'm going with Parallel Monsters. So yeah, the turkey penis. I I kind of spoiled it earlier. This is one of my favorite stories like of all time in all of VHS. Every movie has at least one story that will always stick with me. Just like I said, with the newest VHS movie, when the two videographers for New Year's of 99, where they end up in hell, <laughs> it's fucking awesome it's such a cool story and it's just 
complaining to each other and they're trying to like get back out of hell and they're fighting demons. It's awesome. This story was absolutely ridiculous. And I actually came up with a seven words for all of the whole of this movie because of it. But this was very sci-fi. And like I said before, like always, comedy and science fiction go hand in hand with horror. You know what's scary? The fucking unknown. That's always scary. And when Alfonso opened that door and walked through and saw a world where just being demonic and having turkey penis is the norm, that's instantly terrifying. So, yeah, it, it, sci-fi is fuck. I'm I, saying, why didn't you immediately fucking look at the other person and be like, wait, are we exactly the same? <laughs> yeah. No, it was just like, Spider-Man meme, let's check out the other dimension. Yeah. It was very dumb. If the door opened and I saw myself and I looked the same, nah, Chief, we, we gotta have some questions. And I, you might have powers. We'd have a whole fucking like intervention of questions. Yeah. Like, who's your mom and dad? What city did you grow up in? What's your wife's name? Like, is everything the same? I need to know. Do you have all the same medical problems as me? Like, what is different here? It, it'd be like uh, South Park where that uh, the evil Cartman pops up. He just has a goatee, but he's actually the good one. Because <laughs> yeah. Cartman's evil. Yeah, my first scientific endeavor would be to figure out what the fuck the one difference is between me and the parallel universe me. Yeah. And it might just be that we're left-handed. Or he has oh, a lizard tongue. So, you know what I mean? It's something there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but- the Futurama one where it was like every coin flip has a different, has the opposite reaction. And so, yeah, like- it kept splitting. <laughs> That's a really good episode. So sciencey. I love that goddamn show. So, Katie, what was your least favorite story in VHS Viral? That would be the overarching ice truck, ice cream Thanks. truck story. Because what the fuck? It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Mostly because, I don't know, it was just too wild for me, I guess. That's not how a high-speed chase or a low-speed chase would go. There's There was so much wrong with it. And like I said, the impact of it being quote-unquote viral didn't make sense so much for a 2014 film. Yeah, I definitely agree because the viralness, what was viral about it? Like... It exactly. Was, like, I mean, the only thing was, I guess, the explosions in the background at the end. Exactly. But, and it was like, how did it spread? How was it viral? Yeah, there there wasn't like a, a one combining thing. Like, if you showed me the screen of everyone's phone in that video, like before they went crazy and they were all watching the same like six second vine where somebody like, I don't know, kills themselves and then the whoever watched it kind of like the ring right you watch the tape of the ring you got seven days and then your shit is you're gonna get rocked right same thing with this is what it should have been like let me see every individual person in that skit's phone they're watching you know this the tiny viral video that everyone is watching and then when you watch that viral video you go insane but we never saw multiple people's phones to see that we just saw this fucking ice cream truck running through LA and the ice cream truck itself was what was causing people to go insane. What? That didn't make sense because like a car chase, even if it went viral, 
Like that, I don't know. It just didn't didn't hold up for me. Micah. Uh, yeah, I was sitting here thinking like, <clears throat> I didn't dislike any of the the stories, but I was having a hard time going, okay, well, which one is my least favorite? And yes, yours, Katie, 100%. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to the overall title of the movie. Um, it's just things started happening randomly and like people's noses started bleeding and then the kid's nose was bleeding at the end. Like, I guess we don't really need a definition as to like who started this or where it came from or why it's happening. Like that's, that's fine. We don't, we don't need that, but nothing was connected. Like if it turned out that a lot of these people were connected somehow, or I don't know, maybe more phones were, were going off because you know, Otis was saying, like, like like Otis was saying earlier, there's a lot of people out there trying to see it just because everybody wants to go viral and make their own thing. But it was like it needed more like social media tie ins or something. And I guess this movie, like Otis said, also came out way too early. If it yeah. had come out closer to now, you'd have so many more social media sites and and you know, platforms to use to make it go viral. And you can tie that in a little bit easier. But back then it was like Facebook, that's it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know there's others, but it was like, that was kind of the 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 show. And so it was like, without seeing likes or, or any like big things like that, it was like, okay, you know, no live streams or, or anything like that. So there's no connection to the viral factor. It almost felt like, um, like the Cloverfield thing where it was like, okay, somebody made these, let's put them together and then slap on an ending and say, look, it's part of our franchise, you know, like Clover, like 10 Cloverfield lane. That yeah. movie was incredible. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, look, aliens at the end. <laughs> okay. I guess. I mean, it works lazy, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, what's your least favorite? Yeah. I'm going to have to go. I wrote uh, the overarching story. <clears throat> just because like everyone has already said it just it didn't track it wasn't grabbing enough at the beginning that i was like oh shit something's gonna go down and like i just i felt like it was just a collection of stories that had nothing to do with each other at all and some of the stories were great some of the stories were interesting but the overarching story just didn't fit uh, no, no. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only reference to VHSs were in Dante's story, right? None of nothing else had a, any reference to any VHS. Like, mm. yeah, there were digital, like, like handheld cameras, but it didn't seem like any of them were like the old school VHS cameras. Yeah. So there was no like yeah. VHS ness to this, except for that one reference where Dante like kept recordings girls. of the girls dying. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, like Katie was saying, that's kind of the issue with the series. If you want the aesthetic of these stories are off of VHSs, you can't go too far into the future or present day because VHSs, they aren't that used anymore. Obsolete. Yes, so that's the one problem with this, and I don't know if you could make it viral without using VHSs. So, like I said, that's one of the complaints people had they were like it's supposed to be vhs but it's all digital now like make it make sense well yeah i mean the only thing that i can think of is it could be like there's some mastermind or or something 
trying to get people's nostalgia going just because we're all nostalgic for the 90s and yeah i mean hell emma and i have a fat vhs collection why well i don't why know not? because we can i guess like <laughs> there's no back. real reason but <laughs> it's just kind of like give some good good dopamine vibes every once in a while you know yeah. <laughs> so you could do something with like that because we're all hunting for that nostalgia so that could be like the main thing where it's like yo we're pushing to go back to vhs we're taking it back we're getting crtvs we're we're getting super <laughs> nintendos we're, Goes we're to goodwill and hunts down the vhs section and comes see up what they sh- what they should have done with this is shown like okay we're gonna re-release some made up movie right that was like hugely popular on vhs and we're only releasing it on vhs right yeah Mm -hmm. and then somebody comes and gets the vhs like buy goes to the store and buys it and then when they watch the vhs the manufacturers have hidden a horrible video that makes you go crazy inside of it (laughs) and everyone who is obsessed with collecting this vhs like beauty and the beast or whatever remastered on vhs again re-release right in the middle of it there's a video that makes everybody go crazy so millions of people around the world have bought this vhs that they all want to watch and then they watch it and they go fucking nuts and the only people who survive are the adhd people who bought it and never actually got around to watching it (laughs) (laughs) it's still in the but i was i was gonna make a reference to scary movie three when they say the movie got accidentally got put in a box for pootie tang and that shit went wild (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it so yeah i'm hopping on the train vicious circles that's the name of the frame narrative it just there were a lot of questions it had a a cool like villain in it like that ice cream truck was very scary and when that just arm came out and grabbed that dude and that dude's legs just burnt off that was awesome the scariest thing about it was that like who the fuck was who was the person in it or alien or thing yeah and just fucking two hands driving it yeah i ah, that was really cool but the story as a whole not that good and honestly we just came up with a frame narrative that would absolutely work if a company comes out with some awesome 90s movie for now and it's like you need a vhs player to play it and we just have like a group a group of kids watching it or teens or adults actually that are watching this movie and then just out of nowhere it pops into a random story they're like what the fuck was that and then people start getting affected that would be and great. they keep going okay so like take my idea but make it better so you you take a vhs and you hype it up like this is one of a kind we're re-releasing it everybody's got to get it right so everybody goes out and buys it but the thing is nobody fucking has a vhs player anymore so then the company that's making the vhs players just curses like their whole warehouse full of them like there's a satanic cult or some bullshit and they curse all of the vhs players so everyone who buys one and fucking tries to watch that movie just gets wrecked that's a really good idea writer strike yeah (laughs) copyright 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 yeah that's a sweet ass idea so okay so now let's do seven word synopsis so I have a couple. I did one for each story, and then I did one for the overarching thing. So for Vicious Circles, I wrote 
potential fame caused Kevin to doom world. Good job, Kevin, dickhead. For Dante the Great, I wrote, Dante played the cops like some fools. Like I said, that whole fight scene when against the cops and guns was fucking cool. He teleported his body with another guy and changed clothes without, like, leaving. And then that cop gets shot and he's like, I'm good. It's how I would fight if I was Doctor Strange. Like, I would be just, oh, you're going to swing a punch? Portal. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, was, you fell through a portal. Oops, portal. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Parallel Monsters, I wrote Weird turkey-headed, oh, I wrote penises really weird. So, weird turkey-headed penises make me frown. Like I said, first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and it like, like, you know, just for people, if you don't know, penises, they don't go straight out, because that's just weird. Uh, penises go up. So, these turkey penises were just like, hey, how's it going? And went straight out, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's just fucking weird. And then for Bone Storm, I wrote, the trucks on a skateboard fucking hurt. And that's just a PSA for anybody that wants to fight a skateboarder. You're going to get hit with those. And then you're going to go nap nap because them bitches are heavy. Yep. And then my last one is VHS went really sci-fi in this chapter. Now, as I think about this years after watching it the first time, almost every story has a, a little bit of science fiction to it or fantasy. And I thought that was really cool. And I think that might have been the reason a lot of people didn't really like this movie as a whole. Because it wasn't that terrifying. It was weird, but not that terrifying. Katie. Okay. Mine are... Outer plot made no goddamn sense. Worst entry in VHS's five movie series. And then this is the, the, the rub of this fucking movie and why I... It's absolutely the worst movie in this series. Not all VHSs have severe tracking problems. This fucking movie looked like somebody filled their VHS player with mayonnaise before they put this film in because there was so much horrible fake tracking issues that were happening throughout the film. It was goddamn unwatchable. I have never seen a VHS ever have that many fucking problems not even when a vhs player eats the tape it was atrocious micah one penis opens to accept the other (laughs) (laughs) damn resident evil out here getting wild i i felt like the um the scene where they went in tijuana it, it felt like an another entry into the resident evil games that have gotten further and further and further away from the point of Re- resident evil and zombies and the big city. And, and the last one I did was ice cream truck is the fifth horseman, <laughs> <laughs> the four horsemen of the apocalypse and the ice cream truck. Okay. Mine are asshole and his coat of many assaults, <laughs> uh, irrational fear unlocked ice cream truck, road rage and taking out cultists with skateboard resume updated (laughs) dark crystal dick did dimension switch dirty and then uh my alliterative semi shitty sequel showcases somewhat spooky shorts sweet so this film came out on video on demand october 23rd 2014 and november 21st in select theaters in america so 
I could not find a budget. I looked for 10 seconds and could not find it. So it is not <laughs> it is not a thing in this world. And I will not try anymore. I like that. I looked for 10 seconds and couldn't find it. <laughs> Wasn't on the first screen. And I thought about clicking another one and I just said, eh. So I did find a box office. So what do you, ladies and gentlemen, think the box office was for VHS Viral? Katie. $10 million. Emma. The box office? Box office. $22 million. Dollary dizzles. Mm, Micah? This movie had a box office? Uh, a little one. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my dollar amount. No, okay. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go uh, 475 dollary dinks. And you can take that to the bank, maybe. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. So... The closest everyone went over, but the closest was Micah. So this movie with theater and home movie, I'll just use that because it came on V on demand. Home VHS. Yeah, home VHSs. <laughs> it made two hundred and forty-eight seven hundred and fifty-seven dollar dinks. So uh, yeah, it this movie it did not do good, and people were confused and a little bit grumpy about it and now that i think about it it's because this was the end of the trilogy it kind of felt like this was the last one and people were like that's it that's how you end it yeah huh wow that really sucks weak yeah, yeah it's very well, I mean, weak and and when i when i said i liked this movie i wasn't viewing it as a part of the trilogy i was just viewing it as what it is yes and like as a single movie because this in no way felt like it connected to anything like none of these movies feel like they connected at all so it just i don't know what they were thinking we did three let's call it a trilogy because yay star wars but yeah. <laughs> so yeah this movie there were tons of people that said like Parallel Monsters and Dante the Great, does they deserve to be in a better anthology movie, honestly. Like they those two stories were pretty cool, weird, but they were pretty cool. A lot of them said that it didn't have the originality of the first one and it didn't have the good stories of the second movie. Second movie's got some really good fucking stories in it. So it just was kind of there. It just hey. you know, June 2020, we see that. VHS got rebooted and we got VHS 94 and people were absolutely enamored by it. It was a return to form and it did really, really good. And then they went from there and they made VHS 99 and a lot of people liked it. And that's why there's at least two more on their way. Uh, I think before or during October this year, we're going to get another VHS. And so we're going to review that in October. God damn it. And it makes me very, very happy. I love these stories. Keep them coming because 20 minutes to make a short story, anybody can do that. One fun fact before we get out of here, the director of Parallel Monsters, our next upcoming movie that we're going to do, spoilers, you guys, or here's a hint or whatever, we're doing the ABCs of Death. It's 26 short stories, but the director of Parallel, Parallel Monsters, he did the first story in that collection. <laughs> so I'm very excited. There's going to be tons of names that pop up and you're like, hey, I know that name. So Minority Kill Count. 
What do you have for minority kill count? 24 total uh-huh. plus random LA folks. And we're just going to not even count them because the whole city of LA got basically exploded in this. And that's like millions of folks. So we're just going to say two, 24 total people, 24 total minority kills this one. And now we are up to 344 and a Tito turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires. No mas, no mas. So does anybody have anything else to say about VHS viral before we get out of here? No, I don't. No, I just meh. It, it would be cool if they did something like if if somebody was taking this and actually trying to do something with it, even if they knew it was going to wasn't going to have a big box office. They, they they gave it like the hatchet treatment where it had a cult following where yeah. you get like some famous people on board with it. You put like a little bit more effort into like making it something that isn't a total crap factory just because you can, you know, like I, I get that like a lot of these directors go on to do some bigger and better things, yeah, which is awesome. You know, there's no reason why you can't get a famous person in there. I mean, like we, we got some, some other really shitty, like some people will sign on to anything you put in front of them. You just yeah. got to get, you know, <laughs> and if they have directors who have done it before, if they make a comeback after they go off and do something popular you know you could do something where you do release it as like a vhs tape you know like do a collector's edition or something like cult following people love that shit you know it's so easy to to make your money off of not just the videos themselves but like the shit that you put out there and then you can go to like conventions and shit and people eat that up you know you just put a just a touch more effort into it and it just all of a sudden you you fucking got something (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I'm happy that this wasn't the end of the series. I'm happy that we got two more uh, connections to the story. There are five of them. Probably when this ends, they'll probably get up to eight and there will be awesome short stories out there. I hope they never stop. I hope I'm old as fuck and they're on VHS 17 and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. You know, I want to be old wobbling to my computer to watch vhs 52 because i'll be happy as fuck you know so with that that is the end of this episode so if you have any other cool fun facts about turkey dicks or faces on a penis don't show me what you can tweet us at <laughs> allentown pod we have an email that is allentown presents at gmail.com we have a facebook app allentown presents so that is episode 284 in the books in the pocket out of sight so the studio fetus thank you so much for the artwork the music you're listening to right now is flipping the combined effort flipping the ce anywhere you can hear them find them so like i said this is chapter one an anthology for i already spilled the beans beans are everywhere you gotta pick them up about chapter two it's gonna be the abcs of death it's on hulu check it out this one's on hulu also 26 short stories. Sweet Jesus, is it 17 hours long? No. Every short story is like a minute or two minutes long. So it's just like two and a half. It's a while. But I'm very pumped. It's only an hour. Yeah. Uh, Terrell and I, we watched these both movies. There's actually three of them. And we absolutely adore them. There's some good ones. There's some weird, weird ones. So I'm very pumped. So like always thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week with another anthology film okay bye guys bye toots
And stay tuned. My next Reddit handle is going to be PME or Turkey Dicks. No, not really. But, you know, because that, that, that might be a little too spooky. Do the S as a dollar sign. You won't get, you won't get banned. <laughs> or no, no, you can't have dick. It, maybe do like Turkey Cock. <laughs> PME or Gobblecock. Gobblecock. <laughs> Cock gobbler. Cock gobbler. <laughs> Why the fuck do they call you cock gobbler? Funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about a, a podcast. <laughs> oh, avenge me. Hip night. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.